welcome to the party. Bang bang! It's your boy Claytron here, the PhD of podcasting, back again for episode 38. What? 48! Making mistakes real quick, real soon, real proper, but we don't turn the mics off and restart. This is Rough, Rugged, and Raw. Triple R here at the Welcome to the Party podcast, episode 48. Like I said, it's it's me, Clay Tron, the PhD of podcast, and I'm in here with Money Making Mitch. Say what's up, Money Making Mitch. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're here today with the Hump Day episode. Um, and yesterday, your uh, Golden State Warriors beat the Houston Rockets in Game Seven of uh, the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so they'll be going on to the actual finals, the NBA finals versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, sorry, my mistake. The Golden State Warriors will go to the NBA finals to play against LeBron James and his children. What do you think about this, uh, this LeBron James caper? Eight straight finals appearances. There has been talk that it's more impressive than either of Jordan's three-peats. Um, I don't know about that, because Jordan won three in a row twice. LeBron James did not. He did make it eight years in a row, but what, who get, who the fuck cares if cats make it, if they're not winning? You know, eight years is a long time. Obama did eight years. I don't like people. I mean, the comparisons will always be made. My generation will always say Mike. The younger generation will always say Braun. The older generation will always go with Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, um, whoever, you know? So fuck that. All I know is that we need to look out for, uh, the Boston Celtics next year. They're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, um, yeah, man, if my dad's right and Gordo gets traded for Kawhi Leonard, oh my God, Kyrie and Kawhi, plus all these young cats, plus Al Horford, you don't want to fuck with them. They might run the East. They might run the East. Their only problem is going to be Toronto and, uh. Shit. Toronto ain't gonna do shit anyway when it can't when they gotta play LeBron again. Scary asses. Anyway, talking about uh, basketball. My guest today is an ex-teammate of mine. We used to play together, no Bruno, at the Australian Institute of Sport. I don't think they call that call it that anymore. Center of Excellence, maybe, the COE. Um we yeah we were teammates there for one year, um, got to got to travel to Italy and play together over there, um, but this is my man he he uh he went he went to St Mary's, um, played with Matt Delvadova over there who we also went to the AIS with, um, he won some conference titles over there and uh, he's been playing in the National Basketball League the NBL over here in Australia ever since. Um, 
doing well, man. He's doing well. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about this man. He's, he's got, uh, you know, he's got some other stuff going on. He's got a little Airbnb sit show happening. So he's got his head, he's got his head screwed tightly on to his shoulders. Um, and yeah, I think you guys are going to like this one. This is interesting, interesting stuff. But, uh, once again, I want to introduce my guest, Mitchell Young. Hey bro, how you going? I'm good man, how you doing? Yeah, pretty well man. Yeah, but I just wanted to talk uh, about like your your career and um, how it all started and where it's where it's got to. Um, so so you're you're originally from Logan in, in Brisbane. And yeah. um, uh, I think I first came across you when we played uh, state, so you were playing for Queensland South. Um, and I was playing for SA, obviously, and then um, you went to the AIS. So you went, you went a year before me. Yeah. Um, and you had so, um, Patty, Patty was there that year. Yeah. Um, and you went, you went with Delhi. Um, was Joe, was Joe around then? No, he already left. Oh, okay. But he left two years before I got there. Maybe yeah, I think two years. Oh, okay, no worries. Um, all right. So, I mean, for the people that don't know, the the AIS like developed develops like high level athletes from a young age. So like Delhi, Patty, yourself, Joe, Dante, um, Aaron Baines, all those guys that are in the league at the moment. Um, and uh, you you went to the world championships did you go did you go to that yeah so I went to the um underwriting world championships in uh New Zealand yeah um so what at that at that age probably what were you was that the under 20s under 19 under 19 so who were you who were you playing against and what 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 kind of level was that what what did that feel like having played probably the highest level that you would have played at that point was was what Siebel yeah correct yeah so what did that um, yeah what kind of um, talent are you seeing at the world championships I mean you're seeing like the best in the world and for that age group I mean we played against um, Canada who had Kelly Olenek uh, Tristan Thompson uh, Corey Joseph Kevin Pangos uh, those four guys are, um, have gone on to have pretty successful careers in the NBA and Kevin Pangos um, in, in Europe right now. Um, I mean, the European guys, I think uh, Croatia had Ante Tomic, who's had a, a really good, good um, European career. Uh, uh, Greek, the Greek guys, uh, they were really good. 
And then obviously America had like Clay Thompson, Andre Drummond, um, Seth Curry. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot of talent there, and we kind of had our we had a, a, a pretty strong uh, group of talent for our age group in Australia, like some guys like uh, Delhi and Ryan Brockoff and Brock Modem, who have gone on to have uh, really good careers. And yeah, I mean, we kind of had our had our little crew that we've been working out with in Canberra, and we've gone to a few international tournaments, and I mean, we we matched up pretty well with with the international competition we faced and we went to Worlds, I mean, hoping to get a medal going in and um, went through the tournament undefeated and, and lost to Greece in the, in the semi-final and um, they went on to lose to USA in the uh, grand final and then we, we lost to Croatia in the um, bronze medal game who we'd beaten earlier in the tournament. But, yeah, it was an awesome tournament. I mean, great to play against some, some really talented players and, Disappointing that we didn't get a medal, but we, we gave it a real crack, and it's probably one of my uh, favourite basketball memories. Were you already getting recruited by St. Mary's before that? Yeah, so, so I committed before that tournament. So um, my head coach of St. Mary's, Randy Bennett, he was actually at the tournament um, just doing some more scouting. And um, uh, Matt Delvet over and, and Jordan Page, who I uh, committed with as well, he, he, he was there too, and yeah, Randy Bennett, our head coach, was there watching. Okay, um, so when when you went to St. Mary's, was there was there any thought in your mind when you first moved over there that, that Delhi might be a, an NBA prospect? Um, I mean, I kind of like knowing Delhi and, and seeing how hard he worked and, and seeing what type of guy he is. I mean, I, I always felt like if someone gave him a shot, he's, he's smart enough and he works hard enough and he, he would just figure it out. All he needed was that opportunity. Um, and he obviously had a great college career and, and got that opportunity, went undrafted, went to the to the Cavs uh, team camp and, and got a shot. And I mean, I mean, they saw what, he, what he's like and his habits and he just earned his spot from there. And, and um, yeah, now he's doing his thing in the, in the NBA. Was that uh, like a bit of a surreal experience in college playing with him and and Patty at the same time? And obviously you had um, like Diamond Simpson, Omar Samhan, um, uh, McConnell. You guys were pretty stacked. Was that like, um, yeah? What kind? What what experience was that? Because I know you guys had a pretty hostile crowd um, at home as well. So Patty had Patty left the year before I got to St. Mary's, and so did Diamond. Oh, okay. I remember we still had Omar Samhan, Mickey McConnell. Uh, we had Ben Allen, who um, had transferred to St. Mary's from Indiana. Um, so yeah, my, my first year, we yeah we went to the Sweet 16. I didn't know a whole lot about college basketball going in. Um, I didn't realize how big a deal it was, and, and we went in, and yeah, we had a, a, a good first year, and ended up making the Sweet 16, and it was just, yeah, I was just uh, shocked at how how uh, big time it is, and um, the, the type of players that, that play in these big programs. And um, I mean, going to St. Mary's is like looking back on it is probably going to be like four of the best years of my life. Like I, I miss it every day, and it was just crazy, special, fun experience. Um, I met so many like really cool and really genuine people, and I like looking back on it, that's. Um, one of the things that I, I cherish the most is like the relationships I had with 
the, the staff and the players there and the people around that school and it was just yeah it was incredible man like I it's, yeah I'm so glad I went there and so glad that I went to college and, and got to live in uh, America and Northern California the Bay Area which is just one of the most beautiful places in the world and um, yeah I think I'm really lucky to have had that experience. You guys got um, like pretty much famous over there with 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 the success that you had. What was what was the atmosphere around campus? It was yeah. I mean, you're, you're a rock star on campus. Like St Mary's doesn't have a, a football program, so basketball is is uh, the big deal, and it's it's not a big school, but um, it's had success and it had had success in the basketball program before I got there. So. Um, I mean, being around on campus was just, it was just a lot of fun. Like, everybody knows who you are. Um, everybody's uh, always looking up to you and, and looking after you with things. And it, it was just fun. Like, it's, it's four years of fun. Like, college, um, I mean, when you're in college, you just have, like, a mindset of just everyone is there on the same schedule. Um, you have all your friends, and they're just in this one place for you to have fun and just, like, live it up and, and enjoy like studying and, and being young and, and what's out there and I just it was yeah I, it was unbelievable <laughs> um how many championships did you guys get so we got three uh WCC championships um and two WCC tournament championships wow I remember I remember I think it was your first year you guys played uh, was it the first round or second round of March Madness in in Providence? So I got to come and see you guys play, and you you guys had like um, oh like police escorts and shit. And I like that was my first experience. Well, my pretty much my only experience like face to face with the um, the NCAA tournament. And I just yeah, it really opened my eyes to how much of a big deal it was. So, once, what did you graduate with um, from college? Uh, Bachelor of Business. Business, oh, nice one. Once you graduated, did you go, did you have any workouts or anything like that? Or did you pretty much just get an agent and get signed to uh, the NBL? Yeah, I, I pretty much just um, signed with the agent I have now, Bruce Cater. He came to a few games in my senior year and um, I, I signed with him and Basically, I, I signed with the Cairns Taipans probably a month after uh, the St. Mary's the college season finished. So I, um, yeah, made the call to, to go there and wanted to come back and, and play in the NBL, and um, it just kind of flowed from there. Right, uh, and then you so you went to Townsville following Cairns, and now now you're in the league's expansion team the Brisbane Bullets is, is kind of a, a comeback for them because they were around when we were growing up what's what's the pressures of playing for an expansion team um I mean 
mean, I guess the thought of the of being experienced team wasn't really there. Like it was just probably more the pressure of playing for the Brisbane Bullets. Um, the Bullets obviously have a, a pretty respectable name and have had a lot of success in the NBL. Um, and and being a being a, a Brisbane boy myself, like to, to come back and, and to play in front of your home uh, family and friends, and it was yeah, it was it was a different kind of pressure. Like I. Um, Every night, I just wanted to play well for, for my friends and family that were there, and it's, I, I think it was it was good for me. Like I, I really uh, enjoyed it and, and uh, saw my game develop and expand. And yeah, it was another uh, really good experience that I I'm uh, very grateful for. When you heard that they were coming back, was that a what uh, what was that the plan? Um, once you heard that, were you like to your agent, hey, listen, let's get this gig at the Brisbane Bullets? I mean, I, I always wanted that, and uh, I, I had said that to him, like, from day one, I signed him, I was like, I'd, I'd love to play for Brisbane, like, it's my childhood dream, one of my goals, um, and then through through my first couple of years, there was always talk of the team coming back, and it never really eventuated, um, and then after uh, my year in Townsville, I, was, I hadn't uh, opted in for the next year up there, and then it was announced that, that Brisbane were in, and... Um, yeah, the chance uh, came up, and I was my agent was like, "It's, it's, it's going to happen." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I didn't, I didn't believe him at first. I was like, "That's like, I want to be there. I want to be back." And he, he just went to work and got it done. And yeah, <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's the it's the off season at the moment. Are you are you engaged in any um, stuff with the team right now, or is it sort of just like youngy time? It was youngy time for a little bit, so after the season got done, just doing a bit of fishing and, and hanging out with my mates. And um, so I'm not, I won't be back with with the Bullets next season. So I'm currently um, a free agent and uh, looking for another job with another team. And um, in a little bit of limbo right now, trying to work out what's going to happen and, and what the next step is going to be. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm working out every day and, and playing uh, state league up here in Queensland and just uh, kind of seeing what happens, seeing how it all unfolds. Have you been in that situation before, that um, that limbo situation? No, I haven't. I mean, and, like after I left Cairns, um, the Townsville thing kind of happened pretty quickly. So I haven't really been, uh, had this kind of, um, I guess, not knowing what's going on. Uh, in my immediate future, so it's it's been different and it's been uh, I mean challenging at times, and I've just I've had to try and just tell myself to just yeah let it unfold and um, one day at a time and yeah see seeing how it goes. Yeah, so I guess um, that uncertainty is pretty stressful. So one day at a time is is how you deal with that. But yeah, so what what are your days? Look like what do you? What's a day in the life of Mitch Young in in the off season as a as a free agent? How much how much working out are you doing? How much fishing are you doing? Um, I mean, it's pretty similar to it would be the same as if I had a, an NBL deal like for next season. Like if I was heading to a team, like I just basically work out, um, go and lift. Um, I might have uh, some school promos with with Logan Thunder, the, the state league team that I'm playing for. Um, 
I might have to go physio or something. I'm still living, uh, I guess, the, the day-to-day life of a professional basketballer. Um, yeah, staying ready and, and just kind of seeing what happens. Yeah, so... All right, so in the gym, who is the biggest beast that you've you've seen in the weight room? The biggest beast? Tough one. Um, one of my, my college teammates who, um, I mean, he, he, was, he was pretty strong, but I guess more strong for his size. Like, he wasn't an overly huge guy, but one of those uh, typical, like, all-American white boy kind of guys that just, Everything he does is just a thousand percent. Like every rep, if it's on the court, if it's in the weight room, whatever it is, he's just going to the max. And he, uh, I, I came in with him. His name's Boylevec as a freshman. And oh, I remember him. Kind of skinny, kind of scrawny, and just this guy just went to work, man. He was a walk-on. He earned his scholarship, and um, every time he was in the weight room, he was just throwing down. I was like, this guy's a machine. <laughs> and who's who's the uh, most difficult player you've had to you've had to guard. Um, let's go with uh, in college first. Uh, it was probably my freshman year. Like we played uh, San Diego State, and I had to guard Kawhi Leonard. He, he played the four for them a little bit, um, and it was like I think it was like our third game of the season. And it was a ESPN bracket buster, and it was like a midnight tip off, um, and it was just like they came in. I knew they were good. I, Knew he was good, obviously didn't know like how good he would be and how good he would go on to be. And um, Yeah, I, I got to guard him and uh, he, uh, yeah, I, I did a pretty good job looking back, I think, from what I can remember. So, yeah, that was, that was probably the toughest cover, I think. Yeah, we, we played them the year after he, he left. I was so fucking grateful that he had gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he obviously wasn't a player then that he was now, but as an athlete and uh, just like his, his arms and hands and like the things he could do like going for rebounds and uh, getting to the rim it was I mean yeah, it's pretty bloody impressive and how about in the NBL in the NBL um, I kind of came in like five years ago when uh, Mickey Vicona was kind of in the back end of his prime I guess yeah um, and he yeah I mean everybody knows he's a beast and he has that tag as being a warrior, but until you've had to try and keep him off the glass and try and stop him from getting a rebound, um, he's just an animal, man. And it's, it was, yeah, it was, it's, every time you play him, it's a tough cover. Even now that he's kind of getting a little bit older and, and slowing down, like he's still, um, yeah, the best, one of the best offensive rebounds I've ever played against. And yeah, one of the, the tough, tough covers when he's got the ball because he's just, just an animal. <laughs> Where's where's he playing at the moment? So he's actually signed with Brisbane, so he'll be on the boards next year. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, and the the NBA playoffs are in the Eastern Conference Finals at the moment. What's your what's your prediction um, for these these series and then for the finals? Um, before today's game, I would have said the Cavs were going to beat Boston and. Um, after watching today and, and seeing LeBron, I don't know if he's tired or if he's kind of um, slowing down a little bit. I don't know, but he just he, he didn't look right. I know I know they were on the road in Boston and they were coming off two wins and um, 
maybe he's just saving his energy. He thinks they can go home and win game six and get and save his energy for that game seven. But I don't know. Boston's exceeded everyone's expectations and they're really good. Um, I just don't know if, if LeBron can, can you know, carry his team that far. He hasn't had much help. Um, and, I mean, he really needs, like, his role players to step up. And, yeah, that one's tough for me. Um, I think the Warriors will win the West. Um, Houston were awesome yesterday. Chris Paul was that was one of the best uh, Chris Paul games I've seen. Um, but I think the Warriors will be too tough in the end. Uh, I think Kevin Durant and, and Steph Curry just too much to handle. Uh, they, even yeah, they're so two, deep. Two, two of the next three games are road games. They are too deep, and they just the way they play. Like Houston's so much ISO ball, and the Warriors. I just allow their offense to get those easy buckets and, and keep the scoreboard ticking over. And they don't have to rely on individual talent as much, but when they do, they still have KD and Steph, which is probably two of the five or two of the seven best players in the league. So, yeah, I think the Warriors get that done. And then whoever they play in the East, I think they win in probably five or six games. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't like LeBron. LeBron's been carrying his team, and it's hard to it's hard to bet against him. But yeah, I, f- I feel the same way about uh, that you do about today. Like he he looks tired, but as you as you would with um, you know, having to carry that team through like a seven game series, and then I mean they swept a, a good Toronto team, but they I mean they didn't look good at the time. But I yeah. mean he's doing it he's doing it alone almost. He is, yeah, he is, and uh. I just, I don't know, like, what, he's played, what, 15, this is 16th year, or whatever, like, he's just, yeah, I mean, like, physically, you play to the finals every year, you only get so long off, like, he's got so many extra games on his body, so many miles on the clock, um, I just, I don't know if he can, he can carry uh, a team that doesn't have that kind of second superstar on it, um, or through this Boston team, who are so good as a unit. Yeah. Um, let's go back to fishing for a minute. So, is I've seen all these massive fish you've been pulling up on Instagram. Um, yeah. Is that? Do you own a boat? I don't, but my uh, my grandfather does, so I just use that one when when I need to. So where where is that? Like where do you where so do you go fishing? So that's in Iluka. So that's northern New South Wales, so about an hour south of Byron Bay. Yeah. So from from my place in Brisbane, it's about a two and a half hour drive to go down there. So I try and get down there when, whenever I can on, on weekends or if I have like a day and a half free, I'll shoot down there and um, stay and go out. But one of my good mates in Brisbane also has a boat. So um, yeah, I, I, whenever I'm, I don't have basketball and I don't have commitments, I try and get out there. I, uh, I really enjoy it. Did you, get, did you ever get in the water with Toddy Blanche? I haven't, no. I, Because he had already, he went to Melbourne the year that you went to Townsville, didn't he? Yeah, he, he left that, that year, so yeah. Yeah, because he, oh my God, he loves it. I thought, I didn't know, I some days I thought that he was just going to retire and just end up being a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, he does. He, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he living in Sydney last year, I think he picked up a jet ski and he's, he's gone more kind of that jet ski kind of Hollywood lifestyle, so I don't know, I don't know if he's into the... Uh, Maybe going back to Illawarra next year, he'll uh, yeah get 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 back in touch with wetting a line. Yeah, <laughs> and um, 
you've recently renoed a renoed a house and um, turned it into an Airbnb. Yeah, so it's it's a family project. So where my uh, grandfather lives in Iluka, um, there was just uh, a, a, the place next door came up for sale, and um, yeah, I mean we've been going down there for Christmas for family holidays since I was a kid, and, and we love it. And um, jumped at the chance to get it and um, renovated it, and now it's on Airbnb and stays. Um, it's a pretty cool little spot, and Iluka's an amazing little place. So if anyone's um, on the east coast and, and we're looking for a place to get away, um, yeah, look it up. It's um, Iluka Escape. And check it out, and uh, yeah, I'll sort you out with a little uh, rate for the weekend. Nice one. That's uh, yeah, it looked pretty cool, and I saw that um, that Sep did the the logo. Yeah, uh, so Dancer Pocus, who uh, played Stately with me two years ago, he, he designed the uh, logo. I said, said we wanted to kind of incorporate a pelican, and um, yeah, he, he drew up this really cool little logo, and we're really happy with it, and yeah. Yeah, he's, he he does a good job with that with all that. He he did the welcome to the potty logo. Um, yeah, he's done some good stuff. Yeah, but um, I know uh, you've you've got some shit to take care of, so I'll let I'll let you go and um, hopefully hopefully these guys don't stitch you up. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, hopefully I can get it sorted. But um, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, um, thanks for coming, bro. Yeah, um, it's really cool what you're doing. Well, I hope you uh you uh get get a gig and um next time you play in adelaide hopefully we can catch up and um get a coffee or some dinner or something thanks man sounds good all right i'll catch up with you soon oh man take care see you bro What did I tell you? He is, he's, you know, he's been around the world. He's fucking had some experiences uh, and yeah, man, he's doing well. I hope, I hope he gets that contract that he's, um, he's looking for. I'm sure he will. He's a very experienced and talented player and he's got that, he's got that quick bounce. Um, that quick bounce. I've seen dudes jump higher than him. I'm not saying he, he can't jump high, but his bounce is quick. Like you don't, you don't know he's going up on you. And then, um, my friend Keegan Brooksby, I think he might be on the list for the Gold Coast Suns, the AFL team. Keegan Brooksby, we used to play uh, state basketball together, and I think in under twenties or under eighteens, uh, youngy. Banged it on him. Um, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> I think you can actually find that shit on YouTube. I'm not gonna. I'm not letting Money Making Mitch um, source that shit and put it up on the socials. That is grimy shit. But I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, Youngy has got that quick bounce. Um, yeah, he'll get a gig, and uh, when he comes. To play against Adelaide again, I will be there and I will be square. Oh man, there's more, more news, Triple M. 
Ben Simmons says there's only one way to find out if he and LeBron can coexist together. What way might that be? Hey, what playing together? How about how about just let the motherfucker play these finals first before before we start doing all this? You know. Um, June is coming up. June is coming up. Uh, I'm not gonna break any news here. Okay, this I'm not the exclusive source. All I can say is fucking look out look out for what's coming out on uh, Netflix next uh, next month um, there's there's some dope shit coming all right just know just know that you heard it here first all right fuck it fuck it Thor Thor Ragnarok remember that that just was in movies. That just was in movies. That shit is finna be out on um, fucking Netflix. It's gonna be out. All right. That's that's the only thing that I'm gonna say. The only thing I'm gonna say because there is just the shit that I have read. First of all. I don't remember. And second of all, it's so hectic. Oh, Luke Cage season two, I think at the end, at the end of June was one of them. And glow me and Rachel watched the first season of glow, loved it. And we are going to have to watch that, um, come next, next month. But yeah, man, keep your eyes out for Netflix. Um, keep your eyes out for this cat, LeBron James, keep your eyes out for these cats. Um, the Golden State Warriors. I don't think LeBron can guard KD. I know KD can't guard LeBron, but I think the Golden State Warriors are a better team. I also thought that about the Boston Celtics, but, um, you know, young, inexperienced, and not quite as talented. So, I, I, you know, I've got faith in the Golden State Warriors, but LeBron James is, you know, he's a GOAT. I can't call him the GOAT. I cannot... I cannot just um, do my man Mike like that. Um, and I don't even know, like, I feel like I'm disrespecting Kobe too, man. I don't want to do that shit. But, man, I've got a big old presentation of work tomorrow for like five hours. So I probably shouldn't even be partying right now. I should be preparing and all of this. But, um,. This is dedication. Um, no days off. I came to you sick um, on the weekend and brought that heat, brought that fire. And now, now I am, now I'm coming to you while I'm supposed to be uh, preparing for a presentation. But two things. One, this might be a problem. One, my resignation's already in. It's already in, okay? It's already in there. And two, um, was two? Oh shit! We don't take days off here. Welcome to the party, uh, podcast. We bring we brings this. 
You tell me the last time we missed an episode. Just when you thought he was out of guess, bang. You feel me? No repeats. This is all freshness. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here just talking so much. I've done this before. It's like, it's like I'm trying to f- meet a contractual ob- obligation, but I don't have one. So I should just uh, leave it. So my Stewies, thank you again for listening. Shout out to Mitch Young. Um, you can follow Mitch Young on Instagram. Uh, on, or maybe not. I always feel weird about telling cats um, people's Facebooks, you know, because that's like a more personal sit show. But, um, if you want to, uh, follow Mitch Young on Instagram, money making Mitch, what is it? Mitchell Young three. If you can't spell Mitchell or Young, you don't deserve to follow him. So it's Mitchell Young, the number three, uh, that's on Instagram, follow him. Um, and Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we're going to see him real soon um, in the NBL season with that quick bounce. All right. Um, And thanks again, uh, Mitch, for being on the show. Loved it. Love you. Miss you. No Bruno. Uh, Everybody, happy hump day. Take care of yourselves. And uh, I'm going to see you this weekend. Bum, bum. Baby, you're gone too